0: So the African-American Roundtable, you all are taking matters into your own hands with this uh, participatory budgeting program, this pilot program that you're doing. Yeah. And the application for folks to for programs, for um, ideas for programs, that's closed. But we're in a really key point right now where the public can weigh in. Correct? Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah.
1: So we're super excited. Like you said, we're taking matters in our own hands. We're putting up. 40,000 of our own dollars up for residents and community groups and organizations on the Milwaukee's Northwest side to apply and eventually get. And we received over 30 applications and which was like super, um, cool. Cause you got a wide range of projects, a lot of projects wanting to work with young people, um, from, you know, extracurricular activities and, electives like more dance lessons and things like that to soccer to basketball camps a lot dealing with community safety wanting to think of ways we can keep each other safe and provide training to keep each other safe on milwaukee's northwest side some around art you know i'm not going to talk about what are some of my favorite projects that would be fair (laughs) but there are so many wonderful projects that folks submitted and now we're going to be opening up to vote
0: and so when that happens The steering committee. Yeah, they're going to what? Take what people voted on and then say, "Here, this is what we're going to do." Or how does that work?
1: The steering committee has been wonderful. It's a group of seven resident leaders, many of them living on Milwaukee's northwest side, and they've really helped create this process. Like, right, people see me and I get to talk about it in a lot of places, but it's really been the steering committee who's. I'm um, really shaped. What are the rules? What kind of projects do we want to fund? What's the maximum a project can apply for? And all of those things. And so now it's just residents voting. And it's simply going to be after, at this point going forward, it's just going to be the steering committee funding the top projects. So the residents are voting. The steering committee is not getting a weighted vote. It's none of that. It's going to be residents voting, and, and whatever uh, projects get the most votes will get funded. And the deadline is going to be October the 6th. October 6th. October 6th. And a cool thing about it is, yeah, you have to be a black resident of the northwest side to vote. But one thing we've done with this process is we've lowered the age, right? In voting in elections, you have to be 18 or older to vote. In our process, we said 14 and older because we know young people deserve a vote. And with participatory budgeting, we get to make the rules. And we wanted to make the rules to be as inclusive um, as as many projects and as many people as possible.
0: And so the steering committee is going to take all these votes, um, the top ones, and then are they going to decide or is there going to be another voting period on like the top three or something like that?
1: We can fund at least four projects because we have $40,000 allocated and the maximum you could um, apply for is $10,000. So we're going to fund at least four projects. And if we have more funding, you know, if some projects aren't, for the full $10,000 and we have more funding, um, we'll just keep funding until we run out of funds, the projects that receive the most votes. But it's really going to be the projects that receive the most votes, they're going to get funded, and the hope is uh, we're going to have a party um, probably sometime in October, early November, to celebrate with the community.
0: So do you live on the northwest side?
1: No, I don't live on the northwest side, but our office is on the northwest side.
0: Being in that community... What do you hear from residents? What were they telling you when you said, hey, this is what our organization wants to do. We want to hear from you. We really do want your input because we're going to take this money, use your input and do this. Yeah,
1: I think just from talking to residents on the northwest side, um, it's like this sense of, you know, We often talk about, like, Central City or, like, the near north side or, like, 53206 when we talk about Milwaukee and black folk, particularly in Milwaukee. But what we know is black folks live everywhere, right? And there are black people on the northwest side of Milwaukee who feel like um, they've seen their community get divested from, you know, thinking about, like, what used to be over there versus what's over there now um, is something that comes up a lot. And another thing that comes up a lot, and, and it's represented in just the, the number, the percent of the proposals we received, is really around young people on the northwest side and activities and more things for young people on the northwest side to do.
0: Why do you think that that was the focus? Because other other parts of the community, they'll have different things that they say. Why do you think that having something for the youth was a major focus of a lot of the programs that you got?
1: Yeah, because there isn't much for young people to do, right? I think it was last year, you know, it was a big, it was a lot of news coverage and, and articles about, like, young people just gathering in, um, in Midtown, in the parking lot of Midtown, and just driving around. and. And all of that, and but we have to get to the underlying things, like why are why are they there and not at the bowling alley or at the movie theater, or at the mini golf place, or at all the, the public pools, right? Because they don't exist in the scale that we need for a community. And so, you know, when given the opportunity, people always talk about young people. Talk about I, I'll never forget a few years back, I was talking to a grandma, and we we're asking folks, you know, um, what are what are the things you would like to see more money invested into, and she's like, young people, my grandson, he has nothing to do over the summer. He doesn't have an opportunity for a job. He doesn't have anything to do. And I'm afraid he's going to get in trouble because of that. And so given the opportunity, people always be willing and ready to make investment into young people. It's been really cool to see the breadth and the scope of the projects, as well as the creativity that folks on the Northwest side have and and what they want to see. Because again, we we didn't want to put too many restrictions on this. We wanted it to be really open. If you think your project deals with community wellness or community safety, you're eligible to apply. And seeing the breadth and how people think about safety is something that's always really exciting to us.
0: Now, I know that the city and, and some um, city leaders have tried to do or tried to propose some initiatives that are similar to this. Yeah. And we can get into those details. But when you told residents, hey, we are using our own money, we are polling you, and we are going to do this, what was their response or what were their responses?
1: People are really excited um, because one thing we we know is black people in particular were surveyed out. And so too often people ask us what we want and we tell them very loud and clear exactly what we want and they don't do those things. And so when we told people like we have this $40,000, your vote's gonna directly um, impact and determine how this $40,000 is moved. Um, there's a bit of an excitement um, around being able to cast their votes and to be able to participate in this way and know their voice is going to be heard. And they're going to hopefully be able to benefit from some of these really uh, wonderful projects that we fund in the end.
0: So participatory budgeting, it gives residents, it it allows them to lead that process of how some, or in this case all, of this public money will be spent.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, like... if it's at the city or a county level, yeah, public money. In exactly. this case, organizational organizational money, money yeah. Um, but yeah, it's residents leading. Like I talked about, I get to come here and talk about the project, but really it's a steering committee composed of um, seven resident leaders, leaders um, through art and things like that, who are making the rules. And so if we did this or we expanded this on a city level, it'd be, yeah, a steering committee of stakeholders and leaders coming together to shape the rules and then- Similarly to how we've done it, you would open it up for people to be able to propose what they would like to see the money spent for and then open up to vote as well. And like you talked about, some older people have in the past expressed some interest in making it happen, but we've never been able to get it over the finish line. And so we're doing this to model that actually when you trust people, when you trust residents, actually you're going to fund some really cool stuff. There are going to be some really dope projects in hopes that the city sees that we're putting up moving our own money for this so they can put a pot of the city's budget up and allow residents to vote directly on how that is spent.
0: Now, when I was doing some research just on the city's efforts into this, I did see that the council p- passed and the mayor signed an initiative towards this in 2020. I didn't see anything about like too much movement yeah. since then. But also the mayor's office did um, say something about pandemic relief funds and how they did create a task force and how they are listening to residents. So the first part of the question is just you all's response just to that. And I, and I guess the speed in which those things are happening. Let's so let's start there.
1: Yeah, I would start, you know, there was movement around it to explore what it could look like, what the feasibility of participatory budgeting would look like in Milwaukee. But there was never any like there was never a pot of money set aside to make it happen. Um, So, you know, that didn't see as much movement. And then to the mayor's point, and I'd, I'd push back pretty strongly on the mayor, is what we're how we're different from a task force is that residents have the decision making power. So the residents are the people who are voting directly on it. A task force and the ARPA task force, which is like in charge of thinking through how Milwaukee potentially could use the rest of its pandemic uh, relief funds, they only make recommendations. That's all. They, they make recommendations. They can't make decisions. That has to go back to the council. So that inherently is a difference because the task force inherently could say one thing and the council not approve it and we're back at the drawing board.
0: So how do you all plan to loop in city leaders and city government um, into this process of change, like this continuing process of change? Like what, what are the next steps for that?
1: Yeah, I think it's continuing to like, right, model what this looks like. I think like really telling our story of that we've given the community the decision making power over this pot of money. And this is what it's done. We've engaged this many people. We've been able to see this many people who probably aren't you know, actively engaged in other forms of like city governance or, you know, organizations to vote on these proposals. We've engaged this many organizations to come together to submit these proposals, as well as continuing to do the education work around it. I think a lot of other people and, you know, talk about, well, I'm afraid only a few people will turn out and vote. And what we say is that actually, if you do outreach, if you reach out to people, they have things to say, they know what they want, but we just you have to go about doing that work. And so we're really going about doing that work and continuing to you know, look at the ARPA task force and the remaining ARPA dollars as an opportunity for the city to make that investment.
0: So give me the deadline one more time for people to vote. Yeah. And then tell me exactly when we could probably see these things put into action.
1: Yeah. So the deadline for people to vote will be October the 6th. And then the hope and the expectation is that at the end of October or early November, we'll have make announcements and probably throw a party and really celebrate the folks who because projects have been funded. And then a lot of, some of the projects, like, right, could start over, like, the holiday season, um, but some others you wouldn't be able to see until summer 2024 or something like that.